All right, awesome. It's our first inaugural podcast. It's actually our second podcast after the first one. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> this has been a long time coming, man. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, uh, my name is Mark Karaki, uh, founder and executive director of Impact Africa Network, which is an ecosystem catalytic accelerator program in Nairobi. Uh, our goal, intention, purposeful existence is to ensure, to help, to make sure that local startups, local founders do not uh, repeat unnecessary mistakes, right? And also to contribute to establishing uh, health, uh, high performance, high integrity, high collaboration ecosystem. So those are, I guess, the two high level goals of what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, my name is Mumbi Gidoku. I work with Mark as Associate <coughs> Director for Impact African Network. For me, um, the, this, this Impact African Network is about bringing, putting information at the forefront and ensuring that entrepreneurs have all the information and all the support they need to get them to cross over to the next level of growth in their startups. Yeah, and that's the work we've been doing for the past, honestly, three, four months now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> one of the key insights that uh, resulted in uh, the establishment of the program was you know, the understanding that ecosystems are different, right? Yeah. Uh, with unique challenges and different capabilities, and they require, you know, custom-built solutions to, to help them achieve their, their, their potential. Um, having spent 15 years working in Silicon Valley and, and across maybe five different startups, you know, it provided me with a very solid understanding of how, how, how startups are developed, the challenges they face, how ecosystems operate, why they work the way they do. So it's kind of given me a good benchmark uh, and a reference point to be able to look at other ecosystems and say, okay, what are, what are the commonalities? What are the differences? What are the gaps? And how do you potentially go ahead and, and, and remediate yeah. them? And so, so yeah, I guess <clears throat> IAN comes from, from, that, from that background, uh, being, being fortunate enough to be able to see what works um, and then also the fact that I I moved back home in two thousand well in March of this year and spent about maybe five six months uh, trying to find investable startups for yeah. Impact Africa Fund, which is uh, a fund vehicle that uh, we've set up to to bridge the the missing middle quote unquote, which is the stage between uh, the the the, the growth stage in startups where startups have achieved traction and they're looking for that initial. Uh, uh, investment so they can achieve uh, early growth uh, mm-hmm. that's a that's a significant gap in in our market so yeah, so i spent some time kind of uh in trying to find startups that could be invested it could would be investable and um as i was going through that process realized that there's a lot of work that needs to be done to actually help entrepreneurs who are really good uh technically uh, and, and a lot of them had actually were able to get a product to market to actually um move from a situation where they were building a business that had significant potential uh, but was hamstrung by the fact that they were developing in a very organic kind of um, uh, low impact i guess they were just what they needed was capital they needed that capital and they needed that strategy they needed that support to actually move from okay fine i've got something it's working but i need some horsepower at the end of the day which is what you know, uh, mature ecosystems do very well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of <clears throat> where IAN came from, right? It was the realization that a fund by itself mm-hmm. or capital by itself is not enough. 
There's gotta uh, be more. There's gotta be more <laughs> to actually get com- startups investable. In, yeah, in, yeah. In, in Silicon Savannah. Yeah, and and I think we can even go deeper into that and kind of talk about um, some of your educational background and then kind of tie that to more details about the Silicon Valley experience. Then we can move into you know now the work we've been doing in Kenya. Yeah. So as we try and structure this first conversation, <laughs> we're yes. we're each other we're each other's guests today. So yeah. um yeah, I mean, so like I said, you know. I started econ and uh, information systems in school. That's years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, my real education was in the real world, uh, mm-hmm. working working in the valley. Um, and like I said, it's it's just a unique experience uh, to be able to to be at the front row, to have a front row seat in one of the most highly dynamic. Uh, I would call it even a, a lab, if you yeah. will. Uh, <laughs> and it was just an amazing. Uh, when I look back, right, when you're in it, you're just kind of maybe sometimes take things for granted. But you're learning so much mm-hmm. at such a high volume. Mm-hmm across so many different dimensions, right? Uh, seeing venture capital, uh, I, I, I remember one of, I think my second startup, seeing uh, the CTO and, and founder being uh, yeah. walked out of the company by VCs. So I've actually seen that happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then seeing uh, in 2009, 2010, the, the conversation around what makes a good venture capital firm mm-hmm. change when uh, Andreessen Horowitz came into the market and they started talking about founder friendly and mm-hmm. building a platform that brings all these capabilities that helps uh, founders who don't necessarily have that uh, long held experience yeah. uh, in the business world to stay in the company and lead the company. That's why you could see companies, uh, founders like uh, um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and and a bunch of other folks who stayed in the company in the CEO position because initially the, the the whole play was, you know, VCs would put money into a company and then they would bring their, you know, friends yeah, and associates yeah. and business <laughs> business school colleagues mm-hmm. to actually run the company. That was just the the, the, the mo. So yeah. having seen seeing that evolution, that what that taught me was like, wow, nothing stays the same forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it goes back to that famous Steve Jobs uh, quote, which is like everything that you see in the world was created by people. So mm-hmm. just don't take it as a given that that's how things should be. Yeah. So I guess what one of the biggest uh, um, lessons I have taken from my experience in Silicon Valley was the idea that nothing is a given. Mm-hmm. You should question everything. Uh, somebody actually came up with that idea and then it became like yeah, lore and, and it became like, yeah, yeah. And, and now people have adopted it and all of a sudden they forgot that, oh, wait a minute, before this thing, before this idea was implemented and now people started building institutions around, around it, it yeah. right? It, was, it wasn't there, right? <laughs> there was another exactly. thing. Exactly. And so having seen so, the, the beauty about, the, the beautiful thing about Silicon Valley is there, there, there are no sacred cows, mm-hmm. Right. Nobody has a corner on the market. <laughs> uh, I, I know one, one local ecosystem actor telling me that I, I have to earn my stripes in Silicon mm-hmm. Savannah. And I was like, that is the most... You, if, you, if you ever said that to anybody in Silicon Valley, that would be laughing in your face. Yeah. Because it would be like... It changes. It's like you don't know who's going to be winning tomorrow. Yeah. You don't know which of your... You cannot... Everybody is on the same level playing field. And that's, mm-hmm. that, that was a beautiful thing. Very different than our ecosystem here mm-hmm. uh, because we come from... a very hierarchical kind of society, yeah. uh, which uh, the, which is part of kind of like the old economy of mm-hmm. companies that have been doing the same thing for years and mm-hmm. years and change doesn't happen that often and mm-hmm. people are in positions for, for a long, long time. time. So that yeah. it just entrenches that hierarchical mm-hmm. kind of mindset. So yeah, I mean that people expect that, you know, you've got to earn your stripes, so <laughs> to speak. 
I thought that was hilarious. That, that is um, crazy, man. But it, it speaks a lot to the, I don't know, <laughs> to the type of ecosystem that's there today. And you can pretty much see it in, I don't know, when you're interacting with people in the ecosystem. And that's, it. yeah, that's part of what we're looking to change with IAN very keenly. No, I think yeah. it's, it's a natural process of, uh, of uh, for want of a better term, evolution, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Technology companies are very... Uh, how do I put them? Technology is a very uh, disrespectful thing, right? <laughs> Technology doesn't doesn't care about traditions or it's just, yeah, disrupting. Uh, it's yeah. disruptive. That's yeah. that's the word. Mm-hmm. So um, what that with that it needs um, uh, an environment. Uh, well, it needs people who actually can for it to move forward and have impact mm-hmm. because it needs people who, who who are also disruptive in nature and can embrace it. Yeah, they can embrace the change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to the extent that we exist in a society that is resistant to change yeah that's probably why we are seeing a lot of tension which we, <laughs> we, find, we find it difficult to kind of name yeah um but yeah i think technology isn't going anywhere it's just moving forward uh, and uh, i believe silicon savannah is <laughs> is uh as likely as any ecosystem in africa mm-hmm. to to be the cradle of some of the great african tech companies yeah. um to emerge out of this out of africa over the next 10 15 20 years so just excited to be here. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I think I can also give a bit of background of how I came into this. So personally, I'm an engineering student, did five years in JQuart, and I'm a mechatronics engineer. But then part of what I discovered is I've always been interested in entrepreneurship, but there was always a problem when it came to the information around how do you build a startup? That's not commonplace information, and especially for students or really, really young entrepreneurs mm-hmm. just coming out. Yeah. And, and yeah, so... Over time, I came to learn that, yeah, as we like to say, starting a startup, building a startup is a science. You, the the strategy, the proven strategy, strategies and methodologies on how to do this, and it takes a while. You just have to kind of grow into it and learn. And there's a lot of learning, 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 learning never stops. And also, the market teaches you a lot. You just have to be to build strategies around that to ensure you're being effective in how you're operating. And that's how I ran into Mac because I was trying to find out all these all these people who I know who are starting startups and the the failure rate was quite high and that was concerning for me. And the more I was talking to entrepreneurs, I was finding out that you know the challenge they have is you you, you can build a product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you sell it? Right. So when you go to the market and the market kind of takes you down, so what happens now? Right. Yeah. So what's your next step? Exactly. You thought the product was the solution. <laughs> yeah, because you know, as an engineer, you're taught to you know build this thing and then everyone will be happy and you know it's, yeah, the world will be it's, a, it's a very happy community with smiles and then you come to discover that yeah probably a good part of the people you're building for like eh, what's the plan here dude so so you kind of have to iterate and build yeah and and kind of explain okay so this is for your own good and you know try to build and strategize around that and you know learning that has taken me a while and i feel like having understood that i understand the importance of a program like ian because that is that is what is needed. What's the next step after you after you have even you've achieved even product market fit and you know you need to go to the next the next stage. Yeah, so that's ideally it. So I think we can kinda of go down on more yeah. of the program. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. So so I, like as Mumbi said, the program is really about uh helping local startups to actually cross what I call the the threshold mm-hmm. of, of I've got a product, I've got some traction, or even I don't have any traction. I've just got a product mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get traction. Yeah. Um, those are the two kind of scenarios that you'll see a lot, that we see a lot of, like uh, very, very early stage uh, 
good ideas, um, mm-hmm. but they do not have uh, a plan to move from to get to get to you know to get to traction. Yeah. Or even if they've got some traction, now they're yeah, stuck exactly. with just a very uh, limited uh, capacity to mm-hmm. actually penetrate the market. A lot of the people work with the engineers and. Uh, they're they're good product people, mm-hmm. but in terms of commercialization and move and creating a a, a good market plan that yeah. is that is effective, mm-hmm. uh, they, they just don't have that muscle. Um, so uh, that's what we're finding. And so IN is is designed to actually unlock that that bottleneck exactly and, and bring that skill transfer and that that knowledge of how to develop an experimental process for mm-hmm. product market fit, for moving from traction to growth, mm-hmm. and once you've got some growth, how you can actually power it, how you can actually uh, uh, put together a, a much more focused, uh, scalable, uh, growth-oriented plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are two elements there. One is actually the skill set to actually interrogate where you are and what yeah, you need to do. Definitely. Uh, and it's, that's not simple. There's a lot of stuff that goes into mm-hmm. that. You know, look at, looking from all the way from product market fit, you mm-hmm. know, who's your customer, mm-hmm. you know, uh, do you have a customer who's willing and able to actually pay for this thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you going to actually reach that customer? Uh, can you can you access that customer? Um, uh, we, we, are there different types of uh, customers in a market that you're pursuing, and which ones should you pursue first? Should yeah. you go for, for example, if you're in a B2B situation, should you go for the large enterprise, mm-hmm. right? Should you go for the for the the, yeah. the, the large kind of multinational, you know, and, whatever. And, and pursue those, mm-hmm. or should you go for kind of like almost, you know, uh, the, the small business mm-hmm. kind of a, for one of a better term, mom and pop yeah. situation and start there, or should you just sell to both at the same time? Uh, and so <laughs> the interesting thing is, people have actually tested these, people have made those mistakes already. Books have been written about how to actually execute against those types of situations and how to put together a very, very disciplined approach yeah. to moving from moving across that process, mm-hmm. right? Uh, defining whether you have actually got a business that can actually work with your, that, that your product can actually become a business because mm-hmm. that's ultimately that's what you're trying to do. Exactly. And the other thing is, if it, if it actually has some customers, how do you actually now accelerate that in an efficient, effective way so mm-hmm. you can actually get to your first uh, milestone of I have a sustainable business, mm-hmm. maybe I've cornered a fast order market mm-hmm. and that allows me to be sus- to, to, to live, to yeah. survive, <laughs> right? So, so yeah, I mean, so there's a, there's ultimately what it comes down to is just knowing how to actually progress your idea forward mm-hmm. or your product forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what IN is really designed to do. Yeah, exactly. So, so work with the way, and the way we work, we work, we work with, uh, with with entrepreneurs who are actually in in the trenches, who are actually in the process of trying to figure this stuff out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, just based on my experience, some of these things uh, are almost second nature to me because I spent 15 years working mm-hmm. at the at the tip of the spear of startups, mm-hmm. right? Basically, in the sales mm-hmm. go to market end of it, where you've built a product, now we gotta sell this thing, yeah. and that's where the rubber meets the road, mm-hmm. and that's where you start to really develop this framework for for in, for asking all those questions, mm-hmm. right? When you're trying to sell something to somebody, is like, do they even want it? Uh, what are they? What are the what are the challenges they actually? face in terms of acquiring this thing and so so there's a lot of stuff that i can talk about but i'll just kind of pause there and just say what we are looking to do is bring that scientific approach to the process of moving a a startup from uh initial mvp minimum viable product to to grow yeah exactly that's exactly it yeah yeah and and ideally we're doing this through 
now the program will be running starting January 2019. So the program itself has four major stages and we'll be starting with the consulting piece, which is something we've ideally been doing for two, three months right now. Right. Right. Yeah, so this this is directly working with entrepreneurs who are on ground and, you know, meeting them every two weeks and kind of going through their strategies and giving them, a, like, you know, feedback and they go implement it, tell us what they what they found on ground and kind of just building... An iterative model. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think what it comes down to is uh, you... A lot of the entrepreneur, entrepreneurs are busy, mm-hmm. right? They're trying to survive. They're trying <laughs> exactly. to make this thing work. Mm-hmm. And the notion of them going to sit in a three-month or eight-month uh, accelerator class, yeah, class yeah. to kind of learn how to do stuff, mm-hmm. which most of it they'll forget. Because mm-hmm. most of us remember being in class in school. Mm-hmm. That was not... We, <laughs> we don't have... Uh, human beings don't learn in class. They learn by doing, right? yeah. effectively, right? So, as pra- as yeah. pragmatic as possible. Yeah, yeah, so our program is built around the idea that we work with entrepreneurs on a bi-weekly cadence mm-hmm. where we meet with them every two weeks mm-hmm. and, and provide them an analysis of where they are, mm-hmm. give them some practical kind of uh, feedback and what they need to do and tactics and strategies that they can go and implement and mm-hmm. test out right away. Uh, and then um, uh, they come back and then we, we kind of work it that way. So uh, we found that that is just the most effective way to to really work with people who are trying to make things happen. Yeah, right? exactly. And the beauty right. of it is, you know, when someone is coming to you every that, that ever so often, you you're addressing directly like on the issues they're facing. Right. So it's not it's not like one kind of curriculum built, you know, that works for everyone because you know every every startup is facing a very particular set Situation, of problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and addressing that directly, no, no, that's direct impact. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the next one is um, after that we'll be doing a startup school. So that training goes on for around three months. And then ideally enough, the first cohort would run from January to March. And then in April, it would culminate in the startup school. So the startup school is ideally where, you know, we have all these entrepreneurs who kind of, let, let me say, who've done it well and made it in the ecosystem. And having these people as mentors who can deliver classes, no, that, that that's something there. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, yeah, so just to clarify, so mm-hmm. so the, the advisory, so the whole the, the way the, uh, the program works is we take three cohorts a year, mm-hmm. And we have we divide the year into three different yeah. timelines mm-hmm. we of four months each. Mm-hmm. There's a 12 week uh, advisory biweekly kind of what we just described mm-hmm. where we meet with, with the founders on a biweekly basis mm-hmm. to actually uh, advise them through what where they are and what mm-hmm. they need to do and, and so on and so forth. And then it culminates in the fourth month. So for example, January to 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 January February March mm-hmm. would be the 12 week window. And then in April we would have startup school, which is a one week intensive where we bring uh, local experienced founders mm-hmm. who are slightly ahead of the founders who we are working with, yeah. right? Uh, and they can bring that founder to founder, okay. entrepreneur to entrepreneur, yeah. real world kind of knowledge mm-hmm. and skills transfer. Mm-hmm. Because there's something unique and magical uh, about people who are doing what you're trying to do. Yeah, definitely. Uh, who have done what you're trying to do and they're slightly ahead of you. There's, there's something powerful there. So mm-hmm. we, that is, that's really how ecosystems are built. Right? Mm-hmm. If you look at the reason why one of the key reasons why Silicon Valley was, is so successful and all, all the other successful ecosystems, it's founders helping founders. That's what, what it is. And those networks are the ones that... Builds, yeah. Those are the networks ar- around which ecosystems thrive. Yeah. Um, if you look at our ecosystem, yeah, we're starting from a low bar because mm-hmm. we've not, we've not, we don't have a history of... Yeah. We are where we are, and that's mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. So there, there tends to be a lot, of, a lot more of a, 
advice and, and accelerators run by non-founders mm-hmm. uh, or people at least who have not worked in startups, who mm-hmm. don't have that deep, hard-worn startup experience. Mm-hmm. So it's also very theoretical and they're also learning on the job. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's kind of, a lot of times can be a bl- the blind leading mm-hmm. the blind. We don't want to, to repeat that. And, you know, uh, to, to the extent that I, I, my experience kind of bridges the gap for mm-hmm. us in terms of, yeah, my, my experience is useful, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be the whole story, mm-hmm. right? We have experienced folks in this ecosystem who've at least raised a seed round and above mm-hmm. who can actually come and connect with uh, these entrepreneurs at startup school exactly. and teach specific topics mm-hmm. in that one week intensive. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the arc of the it's program. Just, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a three-month program mm-hmm. with a one-week uh, startup intensive. Yeah. Um, then the other thing is, um, you want to talk about the, the mentor networks? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the mentor networks is where we have, you know, we have specific startups with specific needs and we have mentors who can address those needs. So kind of doing very particular one-on-one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's the next step. And finally, we have the career, startup careers. You can, you can discuss Yeah, there. sure. And I'll just add to the mentor networking thing, mentor, mentor networking and, and that whole process yeah it's one of the things you learn when you start working with people and entrepreneurs you realize that, that people have certain kind of uh, areas where they might need kind of um, uh, help or improvement mm-hmm. in a specific way and yeah, exactly you can connect them with people who have that expertise maybe it's maybe it's even a business thing right mm-hmm. maybe somebody's trying to understand how in a specific industry works maybe mm-hmm. it's in the education space and you you can connect them with somebody who's who's in that space so it's easier for us Right, typically to kind of uh, provide that air cover, if you will, to entrepreneurs, and we can say, okay, I see what you need. Mm-hmm. I can connect you with this person, and we yeah. can do that research and that search mm-hmm. and find the right mentor. So that's that, that mentor marketing exactly. or business yeah. network development mm-hmm. type thing. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it might even just be a business opportunity. Yeah, exactly. And because we we you know the entrepreneurs are busy uh, mm-hmm. doing their day job, we can mm-hmm. say, okay, maybe I can connect you with this particular person for mm-hmm. a specific at a specific company, mm-hmm. and it can open a door for you. So it's the theory there is that knock, asking for help when it's asking asking for help for somebody <laughs> is always sometimes more effective than that person asking, asking for them. Themselves. Yeah, because sometimes you, they can't even see what where they are, or they might not have that door open. And, right, right. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly that. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing too, the 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 fourth one, the fourth pillar is uh, the startup careers. Yeah. Um, this is a very very important element and kind of a lot of times overlooked. If you look at our most of our talent is caught up in, in, in big corporate, right? Very true. Everybody yeah. who comes out of university or, or wherever is mm-hmm. look, is taught to go and find a job at a big corporation that's been here for years <laughs> so they can get the security, right? Yeah. You can name them. There are probably five of them. In, mm-hmm. in the <laughs> <laughs> like, I could name them. <laughs> right. yeah. But anyway, I mean, there's, 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 a, there's that world. I call it the old economy, mm-hmm. right? Companies that have been here and stood the test of time and they're in old industries, if you yep. will. And everybody is trying to work there, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like a, a passed on kind of legacy. <laughs> yeah, it exists. It's true, yeah. And so, mm-hmm. um, because, it, oh, so most of our most talented people will, will pursue those jobs mm-hmm. and will fight for those jobs and will go into that world. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are completely oblivious of the startup world. Yeah. And that there's a thing called an ecosystem that's happening that people are actually building mm-hmm. new, the new economy. Yeah. And so, there is no communication, there's no, no, there's, there's no knowledge. And yeah. so, the highest potential people are not participating in the highest potential sector. sector yeah. That's a problem. So what we are doing with the Startup Careers program, when we've already uh, conducted one of these mm-hmm. events, which is really inviting those talented 
people, uh, young, young professionals, mm -hmm. and bringing them into an environment where they can meet uh, founders and we can talk to them about the, the startup ecosystem, right? Okay. Just make it happen. Don't mm -hmm. wait for it to happen organically. Yeah. And we held one event, I think it was in June uh, this year, mm -hmm. and we had me and some local founders kind of got together and, and, and put together the, 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 the event. And really it was almost, we, we, it was structured as a round table where we, 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 we talked to them about startups and what they are and, and the ecosystem and where, where we are in that and what the future is, looks like. Mm -hmm. And some amazing founders came and talked about what they're doing and mm -hmm. where they are and the challenges they're facing and, and what they're excited about in the future and so on and so forth. And the energy in that room was amazing. Yeah. Um, and we wanted also to hear from these uh, young professionals about, you know, what they thought about startups mm -hmm. and what they knew about startups, what they knew about the ecosystem. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, the feedback was, was, was really good. They were like, look, um, this is an exciting, uh, it's an exciting sector. It's an exciting kind of reality that's mm -hmm. happening. But one key feedback that I took away from that event w was from somebody said that startups need to do a better job of telling their stories so that they can attract them. Like, show me exactly, show me your, show me your numbers. Yeah. Show me what you've accomplished so far. Show okay. me what the what the future looks like. Be practical with mm -hmm. how you're talking to me about what we're why I should come and work for you. So show me some real stuff, right? Yeah, okay. Um, because that person, I believe, felt that startups kind of just were hand wavy and like yeah, yeah there's no structure. But they didn't like, yeah. They, they, yeah, they didn't go deep and kind of show them mm -hmm. like show me your, your numbers. Let's mm -hmm. be real about this. It's transparency and kind of calling a spade a spade, mm -hmm. and just inviting that person to to uh, to be part of that process. Mm -hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, startups are very different than, than big companies, yeah. right? <laughs> you can compare. You can't yeah. compare them at yeah. all. I mean, the way you actually build startups are teams looking for a, a, a high, like, high affinity teams mm -hmm. looking for a repeatable business model. So mm -hmm. the, the, the way that the transparency level, the, 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 the uh, level of kind of like, for want of a better term, intimacy mm -hmm. in startups that's mm -hmm. required for, for those teams to be successful is, is different than yeah. in, a, in a big structured company exactly. where everybody is kind of like, you know, is just doing a specific role mm -hmm. and, you know, it's replaceable and so on and so forth. For, for all intents and purposes, great startup teams in, in, in startups, people are not that replaceable. So, um, yeah, you're looking for... Uh, the, the message from that individual was like, yeah, be transparent with me. Show me what... what what the what you're trying to do and invite me in behind the curtain so I can actually understand I can be able to evaluate the the situation for myself as a professional mm -hmm. if I'm going to make a decision to come and join a startup help me make that decision uh, give me the enough information so I can make a, an informed decision mm -hmm. uh, and and so yeah so anyway the point is the startup careers events is interesting the whole yeah. idea is to actually inform our talent mm -hmm. that is caught up in big corporate exactly. that is an exciting new economy that's emerging out exactly. here yeah. and w the idea there is to warm that talent pool right it's not to recruit them it's just to keep that is to get the buzz going right so that when startups raise capital or start to grow or, or, or and they need to hire somebody there's a warmed up network of people who you can tap into to make that easier for you. So that, so the whole thing, that's why we call ourselves an ecosystem catalytic accelerator. Mm -hmm. We're not thinking about, you know, moving individual startups along the line. We're thinking about the entire ecosystem, right? We're thinking about how do we actually do things that may not necessarily benefit any of the startups in our cohorts, but they will start to actually build Silicon Savannah. The way I look at it, I think I look at it, we have two startups on our hands, okay. or we have two kind of, I, I guess, one of a better term. We have this one 
yeah, we have we have Silicon Valley is a startup in Silicon Valley. Because Silicon Savannah is a startup in its own right. Yeah. And then we have startups inside Silicon Savannah, <laughs> right? So we gotta take care of both, right? So yeah, so that that's that's the whole idea. We work with individual entrepreneurs, but we're also working at building capacity in the ecosystem at large. And so that's what makes us different. How we engage with entrepreneurs, how we bring how we scale the experience that's already in the ecosystem and exactly. build those networks between entrepreneurs, how we actually attract talent to the whole startup ecosystem, and how we connect founders uh, in, a, in a very kind of strategic way with potential mentors and business, uh, uh, business partners, right? So we're thinking about the bigger picture. Of course, we're open to kind of feedback and how we can make this better. Yeah, definitely. How we can improve it. But what does success look like? Yo, uh, in in fifteen Those years, what we what we want what what I what we visualize is that fifteen years from now, we want to be able to stand back and gaze at the Silicon Savannah skyline and pick up neon signage of companies that we in the very early days we were part of helping to catalyze. That's what that's the vision. Uh, and and ultimately, you know, the other thing too is just building an ecosystem of high performance, high integrity, and high collaboration. Uh, at, the end of, at the end of the day, um, you know, where we are right now as a society, uh, uh, we have, I feel like we have an opportunity to, to create a new reality, yeah. uh, to, create, uh, to create a new way of being in the world as, a, as, 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 as people, as Kenyans, I guess. And uh, startups provide that, that window of opportunity. There's a window of opportunity here to, to kind of um, define a new way of, uh, for want of a better term, a new way of, of, of business life, if you will, right? Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's... That's exactly I'm kind of getting into it too much here. <laughs> no, I'm just, every time Mark's, Mark talks about this, he gets so passionate and I honestly just speaks to to the type of work we're about to do. So I think to kind of close it down, um, you can learn more about our work on impactafrica.network. And you can also hit us up on Twitter. We're live on Twitter as of today. So Yeah, yeah. our Twitter handle is iednetworktweets. Tweets. Yes, right. so please uh, reach out, hit us up. We're happy to get your feedback because as we say, this is not, it's not just about the entrepreneurs, it's about a whole ecosystem. And yeah, yeah. and yeah, anyone and everything that can kind of help to catalyze that, we're happy to Yeah, we it. welcome feedback. Yeah. We, welcome, we welcome, um uh you know, Anybody who, who thinks we can do things better or, or, or knows an entrepreneur who could benefit from what we're doing, yeah, we, we, we're happy to hear from you and uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, thank you so much. Awesome.